Welcome to Podcraft, honing the art of podcasting. The bite-sized show that covers one topic in depth each series. Your complete podcasting guide. Podcraft brings the pieces together so you don't have to. And now your host, Colin Gray. Hey, 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 folks, and welcome to a new series of PodCraft. Very excited to be back with a new series all about a new topic. Uh, I really enjoyed the last series, actually, all about podcast presentation and planning. Uh, It's something that I think isn't covered that much in the podcasting space often. There's there's often a rush to get your kit sorted out and to get monetization sorted out and that kind of thing. And you don't really think about how to plan shows, how to present them, how to make sure that the content you present is done in an engaging fashion. So I hope that if you didn't listen to that series, if you haven't heard it yet, pop back. You can have a look at series four at podcraft.net forward slash series four and you'll get to the full listing of that. But I hope if you did listen, you got a lot out of it. And as always, I'd love to hear what you thought. So get in touch with me at the podcast host on Twitter or uh, pop uh, an email to me via the contact form at thepodcasthost.com. But anyway, enough thinking about the past. Let's get on to the next series. So what's this series all about? Well, I just mentioned it actually. Uh, one of the things that people often think about, one of the biggest questions that you get in podcasting beyond how to get started and what equipment uh, you need to use, and that is monetization. So how do you make money out of a podcast? Is it possible? How easy is it? How much can you make from a podcast? Well, I think the answers to all those questions depend a lot on what you do, uh, how much effort you put in, how much work you put in, uh, your dedication essentially. But suffice to say that I know from experience and from talking to other people and many examples out there that it is more than easy, well, more than easy, it's not easy, it's more than possible to make a living out of podcasting. And in fact, it's possible to make a very good living out of podcasting. Now, as a main income, podcasting might not be uh, the easiest way forward, so to make money directly out of podcast, but it can be a great support to other business activities to promote other businesses or other services. But anyway, that's the point about this series. It's how to monetize, uh, what the ways to monetize are, and I want to look at a lot of case studies as well of other people who have monetized the podcast. So that's what this series is going to be all about. It's going to be a big mix. It's going to be some solo shows of me talking about methods that I know, me talking through methods with uh, the sort of general bite-sized approach that I take. So short 15 to 20 minute episodes. And that'll be mixed in with interviews with people who are running podcasts already and making money out of them too. But to start the series off, I thought a great way to do that would actually be to get on a fellow podcaster uh, and somebody who uh, it, it looks at this topic in particular, focuses on this topic, and that is the real Brian from ProfitCast. So Brian from ProfitCast uh, is known as the real Brian or uh, the shadow, I believe, from his uh, podcast All About Arrow. Uh, his podcast is called ProfitCast, focuses on how to make a profit out of podcasting. So this is the stuff he's working on. Uh, and as you'll find out a little bit later in the interview, his whole point, the whole point of his podcast is around being a guinea pig. So it's trying out things. It's about testing out ways to monetize. It's about talking to people about monetization. So while I hope this series that I'm creating just now is going to be a great resource, a great starter resource for anyone getting into monetization, figuring out how to monetize their podcast, and I'll be covering maybe five to ten episodes around that topic, by all means uh, you want to listen to ProfitCast as well. Um, He's got a whole show, uh, a whole series about the whole thing around profiting from your podcast. So uh, Brian and I are going to cover basically an introduction to monetization. So we're going to go into uh, why he got into looking into monetization. And then we're going to go through a summary of different ways to monetize and ways to think about monetizing a podcast. Basically how to design in monetization from the start. Because we can all think about how you're going to monetize the podcast in future. But how do you actually start off on the right foot so that that is possible or easy? But let's not spoil all, let's not give away all the interview secrets. What I want to do before we get into the interview though is read out another one of the uh, excellent reviews from the PodCraft community. Uh, So I try to read out uh, one of these on each episode, or I've started to try to read out one, just to thank people for getting in touch. 
The feedback does mean so much to me and it helps get the show out there to more people. Uh, so if you do have a chance, please do pop on to iTunes and give the show a review. Uh, give us some honest feedback. Let me know what we're doing well, what I'm not doing well, and we can improve it from there. Uh, but just to let you know, one recent one, and this is from Ruth from geekmummy.com. Uh, so Ruth says... Colin gives helpful and practical advice in a friendly style that is easily understandable, even for the less technically minded. In this podcast, Colin tells you everything you need to know about podcasting, whether you're a beginner or an existing podcaster trying to take it to the next level. And uh, An excellent listen. So it really means a lot, Ruth. Thanks very much for that review. Uh, and I'm glad that uh, you're enjoying it and that you appreciate the stuff that I'm giving out. It's always good to know that uh, I'm not speaking into the void. <laughs> so again, uh, please do drop a review in if you have a chance or even just get in touch at the podcast host on Twitter and let me know what you think. But that's enough of that. Let's get into the interview. Here is my conversation with The Real Brian from ProfitCast. The podcast host, honing your skills. Get your free equipment buyer's guide at thepodcasthost.com forward slash kit. Get the right equipment. First time. Hey, Brian, and thanks for joining me on PodCraft. Thank you, Colin. It's an honor to be here, man. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> honor to have you, Brian. Honor to have you. <laughs> so uh, thanks for taking the time. Uh, and since we are covering monetization on the series, I just thought we'd uh, we'd better get on the, the monetization expert to, uh, to talk about <laughs> just that subject. <laughs> so uh, I've been really enjoying your show, actually. Um, and I would recommend, I'm sure we'll cover it a few times through the show, but uh, recommend anyone listening to check out po- ProfitCast, which is uh, a podcast all about making profit out of your podcast. Um, it'd be great, actually, just to get a little history around how that came around, Brian. Uh, what's your sort of, what's your background? What led you to ProfitCast? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's, it's kind of an uh, interesting story. But uh, I started in radio years ago, and, and actually when I was a kid, I always wanted to be on the radio, wanted to you know, get behind the microphone and just talk to people, have fun, entertain, and encourage people. And I, I love music too, so it started off you know, being able to share music, and you know, radio years ago was about saying, hey, let's, let's introduce this band, or let's introduce this song, and this is a song that we're actually passionate about, we want to talk about it, we want to talk about the artist, and we want to share it with you. And that's not the way radio is anymore. You know, it's just kind of here are the top 40 to 100 songs that we play. And we just basically want you to introduce them. And we don't care if you like them or not kind of thing, you know. Okay. <laughs> and so for me, radio kind of, I, I came into the tail end of the golden age of radio, I guess I'd call it that. I don't know if it was a golden age, but you know, the good days. And sure. uh, radio's changed a lot over the last 20, 30 years now. Um, and so I found out about this whole thing called podcasting. And I thought, you know... I want to be behind the mic because that's my passion, one way or the other. But podcasting is kind of the next step in technology. And, you know, let's get in there and let's have some fun and, and let's test this whole thing out. And I love it. So that's kind of what got me into podcasting. What got me to ProfitCast was that nagging question over and over and over is, I have something I want to say. How do I actually turn this into something that's successful? How do I profit? How do I make money? Um, how do I, you know, grow an audience, all that stuff. And at the time that I started ProfitCast, that I started the idea of it, uh, there really wasn't anything out there. It was kind of, you know, maybe a couple things here and there. People were sort of touching on that. So I decided I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to be a guinea pig. I'm going to get out. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to interview people who are successful and let's find the answers and let's test and see what works and what doesn't. And then it's so funny within like maybe two to three months of me launching the show, all of a sudden, everyone else starts talking about it too, you know? and all the, and they're like, "Oh, it's a saturated you know thing." And I went, "Well, yeah, it it wasn't, <laughs> but it's okay, you know, because we want to find the answers, we want to figure it out." And one thing that that I started was with the idea of, well, first of all, the reason I call it Profit Cast is that yes, we want to make money, but we need to look at how do we profit beyond the money. So, you know, how do we make a difference? How do we change a life? How do we encourage somebody? How do we teach somebody something? something you know what I'm saying? So when people yeah. Yeah. listen to your podcast, they walk away going, I got value. I love this. And I want to come back and I want to share it with someone else. And ideally, that's going to lead to money down the road. But, you know, more importantly, is you impact someone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a great path to follow, isn't it? You, you 
engage people, you make, yeah, you change lives. And then yeah. obviously you can monetize that in the future because you've got such an engaged audience that enjoys what you do and you've, exactly. you've proven your worth. So yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that, um, that approach to podcasting. I think some people follow it uh, and it works really well. And I said, well, I said at the start, you're expert in profiting from a podcast, but like you say, you started off as a, almost a guinea pig yeah. and you've developed that expertise <laughs> over how many episodes are you now? 30 or 40 or so? Let's see, 46 this week. 46 yeah. yeah so so you're definitely developing that expertise just by talking to people and mm-hmm. actually yeah along with the listeners so yeah it's great that isn't it yeah it's been uh, fun i'll tell you what it's, it's really interesting when you start asking questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely. <learn> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so you are also so did the arrow squad come before profit cast then it did yes <laughs> yes in right. fact okay. i've had a couple of podcasts over the years um but again uh, two well one of them started with a radio show it was actually a morning show on a radio station turned it into a podcast and uh, you know it, it had its day and it ended which was fine um and then the next one i started what's called backstage pass which i interviewed hip-hop artists and that was a fun one but <laughs> i was dealing with the politics of the music industry which hopefully will get ironed out but it created a lot of difficulty and it was just you know not enough of a of an roi in that kind of scenario um, sure. and then yeah aero squad came actually i was working uh, with a company called tv talk they started the whole thing and, you know, I said, I want to do Arrow. I love this show. I got to do Arrow, you know, and then he said, OK, OK, you're in and, and here, meet your new co-host. And it's this guy named Kevin Batchelder. I don't know who he is, you know, like, All right. I, to this day, I've still never met him in person. It's pretty funny, but um, we're good friends now. It's almost two years later. But yeah, we started that. We, we got paid to do that. It was so cool. Paid to watch TV and talk about TV. Um, and then the company decided to quit, close the doors, that kind of thing. Um, but we were allowed to take. It was back then called TV Talk Aero. We were allowed to take that and rebrand it as our own. We turned it into Aero Squad, and the rest is history. And now we've got uh, three of us hosting it, which is even more fun. <laughs> so right. still haven't met my co-host in person. It's so weird. Really? Yeah. Isn't that bizarre that we can uh, you know make strange. friends without actually knowing them in person? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so but, yeah. The, but so you've got the you've got the dream there, don't you? You've got a, pa- oh, a podcast yeah. about something that you you love, you're passionate about. Yeah. Um, and obviously you're you're doing Profitcast, which you're working towards learning how to monetize things really well. So mm-hmm. hopefully that'll, I guess that'll spill over to Arrow Squad as well. That's the goal. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so let's get into the questions then. Down sure. To monetization. So the first thing. I was wondering about, we talked about this before, is around designing a podcast for monetization. And I think to me, this is where a lot of people fall down. And this is where I do a lot of work with folk as well around how to actually plan a podcast in the first place Mm -hmm. so that it can lend itself to monetization. Simply because I, I think a lot of the podcasts that I work with, probably the same with yourself, they're just they haven't thought about it initially. They don't know how they're going to do it. And therefore it's actually quite difficult to turn things around when they're 20, 30 episodes in and they've not designed it in. So when you're first starting out, how do you design it? And how do you think about strategy for the podcast that's going to lead to monetization later? What, what do you think the first steps are? You know, um, and by the way, I'll, what I'm about to share, yeah, this is definitely if you're starting a podcast, but if you are 30 episodes in, like you said, and you're kind of going, man, this isn't working. It's okay. You know, stop now. And, or, well, you know, don't just stop cold, but figure out where you're at. It's okay to do a little rebranding or a little pivot or even shutting down a podcast and starting over if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll tell you what, this, I, I've got a bunch to share here on this because you said it right. We trip up here a lot. And I think, you know, with, with the interviews that I've had and uh, in addition to those interviews, just even listening to other podcasts, hearing their stories, you know, going to New Media Expo, podcast movement, some of those conferences, and and just asking questions and listening and observing and stuff. I really came down that I'm just it, it's been it's been an interesting journey. I came down to the conclusion that um, there's really no magic strategy to monetize to grow an audience, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, I believe, three main things that podcasters really need to to. I don't know. I, I mean, yes, master ideally, but I would like to say that that really get this right. And it doesn't matter if it takes time, if you need to, to experiment and pivot, that's okay. But get these three things right, because I think these three things are, are primary to succeeding before you can even consider monetization. And I would say, uh, you know, uh, well, before I say this too, there's there's something to be said too about focusing on the monetization too quickly. 
like too much focus on the monetization. Um, and I think many of us are thinking, okay, I'm in, I've got something to say. I want to do a podcast and I want to make money. They jump in, you know, they're a couple of weeks in and they're saying, show me how to do this in three months. And, you know, the reality is, is that that's pretty unlikely simply because there's these three things we need to work on. So looking at monetization as a strategy, as an end goal, these three things first. First of all, content. And uh, what I have a couple of things I like to say on this one is you want to choose content that resonates with the best you. So first of all, who is the best you? Um, and I know, Colin, you, you've probably heard me talk about this a little bit. Um, but this idea where do you know who you are? Do you know your strengths, your talents, your passions, your interests? Are you being yourself or are you trying to live the life someone else wants you to live? And I think that's probably the most important thing because you hear podcasters a lot. Uh, those that I've even interviewed will say, you know, the, the thing that sets you apart is that you're unique. No one's like you. And then it stops there. Nobody else talks any further on that. And so then people go, okay, I'm unique. I, you know, nobody has my experiences, but how do I know, you know, who I am? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. That's a big question we all have, right? Who am yeah. I? <laughs> so I think that's a huge thing that, you know, you don't have to necessarily know all the answers on that, but have an idea on who you are. What's your personality like? You know, how do you like to be behind the microphone? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Stuff like that. And so the content that you choose has to resonate with the best you. You got to have a passion for that topic. And then, and this is my tagline, by the way, where passion meets profit. So Mm -hmm. the passion is the topic that resonates with the best you. Where it meets profit is that topic also resonates with your listeners. So do you know what your listeners want? And that goes into surveying them, asking them questions, you know, stuff like that. If you don't have an audience yet, then go out there and listen, you know, talk to the people that would be your potential audience and find out what they're looking for and that kind of thing too. So I'm curious to hear what you think about this, Colin, because I think most podcasters have one or the other. What they do is they they jump in with a topic that is so pat, like they love talking about it. You know, they don't know if anybody else likes it or not. They love talking about it and they find out most listeners don't care. So that's like the one side. And then the other thing that I think a lot of podcasters do is they go out and they research all these potential topics that they think people would want and maybe they would, but they themselves are not all that passionate about the topic. So they go out there and they talk about something that an audience wants and they're just like, no, you know, whatever. And the listeners see right through that. And both, both options, of course, don't really generate any listenership or any passion or engaged listenership because... You know, do you see that? Do you see one or the other on that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I get people all the time actually that the the plan for yeah, they plan for optimum either monetization or business promotion or or whatever they're trying to get out of the podcast without thinking about the fact that it needs to be sustainable, doesn't it? It needs to be something that you want to do week after yeah. week after week. Yeah. Uh, and it, it even goes down to stuff like equipment, like people jump in and they buy tons of really expensive equipment because they oh, think yeah. they want the really high quality, but then actually that just makes things really complicated and really time consuming. Yeah. And therefore you don't actually do it every single week. So yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Especially with the content, it needs to be something that works hugely for you. Something that you really want to do every single week because podcasting is difficult, isn't it? It's not, a, oh, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do week in week out. It's, it's tricky. It's a lot of work. Well, and I, <laughs> and, and I find too, that it's like, you know, with this is some, such a simple concept about choose content that resonates with you. And that yep. also resonates with your listeners. And yes. it's like, oh, that's so simple. And yet it's so hard to achieve, you know? <laughs> yes. And so that's why I say, take your time. And, and, you know, if you need to pivot and experiment and, you know, try things out, get it right. I think that's really the most important thing. Um, the second thing I bring up is is really presentation and delivery and performance. And it's so funny. Um, I hear this a lot. I'll bring this up to somebody because they'll say, uh, you know, I want to grow my audience and, you know, so that I can monetize and all that. And I'll say, how are you behind the microphone? You know, are you somebody that that listeners like? Do you sound like you're talking to someone rather than at all of those people out in podcast land kind of thing? You know, <laughs> um, are you are you somebody that, you know, I don't know, just you, you express your body language through audio. Because, you know, in person, we've got the the luxury of body language, but over audio, we don't have that. And that's a huge yeah. proponent to communication. So I, I bring this up. But what I think is funny is a lot of people will immediately interrupt me and say, yeah, 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 I already know all that stuff. I already know how to present and deliver and perform. And yet they're really not that good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I go, well, okay. So I I would say that as a, 
this is one of those things where we have to swallow our pride and say, our, I mean, even I am constantly trying to improve my performance behind the microphone. Sure. And yeah. I am nowhere near what I would like to be. And so, you know, for, for anybody to say, yeah, I already know that stuff. You've already lost. You know what I mean? This is a constant growth. It's something we need to continually deliver on because it is audio. If we're yeah. boring the listeners or if they don't re- you know, relate to us or resonate with us or whatever, if they can't feel our passion, you know, why would they listen to us? Why would they care what we have to say? Yeah. I love that you're talking about that because it's something that is completely missed out. I think of a lot of podcasting material, a lot of podcasting courses, a lot of other podcasts, Yeah, because it's not something people want to talk about. They think that if they're into something, if you're passionate about something, you can talk about it. But uh, one of my big sort of passions at the moment actually is getting better at speaking. I've done a fair um, bit of speaking in the past, but it's definitely something I can get better at. Yeah, And I think that translates so much to podcasting too. Um, And I I wonder actually whether that comes from your radio background, because I've got a few radio contacts over here as well. Mm -hmm. uh, And they're all into quite into that as well. They're the few people I know that are really into presenting and making sure that that is improving all the time. So yeah, I love Mm -hmm. that you're bringing that up. You know, we were trained or at least, you know, the people that I knew in radio, we were trained to say that, you know, so, so with body language, you know, you've got words and then you've got vocal uh, inflection, I guess is what it's called or vocal presentation. And then you've got body language. Those are the three main communication uh, proponents. Right. And so in person, body language accounts for I mean, a, a ridiculous percentage, something like 70 or 80% of what actually gets communicated. Yeah. <laughs> when you take that away, all that's left is words and then vocal inflection. And so in audio, vocal inflection is actually your most important communicating proponent. Your mm-hmm. words actually are less important. If if you're boring and dry, people aren't going to hear your words. If that makes sense. So <laughs> yes, that's why I'm so big on that presentation and performance and entertainment value but yet being yourself, if you're an introvert and you're not somebody who's funny, that's okay. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be funny, but yeah. people need to like you. They need to understand you. Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, you can still be likable as a, as a, a quieter, more reserved person. Can you? It's just, totally. yeah, putting your personality across. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So important. So yeah, that's, that's number two for me that I think that right. uh, a lot of podcasters yeah, either don't get or don't want to get. And I think it's a big, big thing. Um, and then the yep. third thing really is, is as simple as this is building relationships and community. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm surprised by how much I hear how many people don't have quote time for this. And I know it takes time. Relationships take time. Um, but it is an important thing. Um, I, you know, I talked, I think I, it was even this week on my uh, show on ProfitCast. I talked about, do you have time for your listeners? I said something about if you don't, if you don't have time to build a community, you don't have time to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, And <laughs> I, I believe that wholeheartedly because People want to feel like they're a part of something. They want to feel heard. They want to be valued and respected and everything else. And, you know, that's what a podcast is about. It, it is a community. And even if you are, you know, going at it from a business standpoint to make money, et cetera, you still are building a community of people who will be loyal to your product and service one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it's important to know your listeners, to know what they want, you know, knowing your individual listeners, their names, maybe some personal information, connecting with them beyond just the podcast, email, sure. phone, Skype, face-to-face, Google Hangout, whatever. And so those are some big things. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that I've learned so much in the last year, actually building on that is not only getting to know your listeners, getting to know your community, but actually getting out there in person too. Yeah. So I think it's really easy to hide behind, behind, behind the microphone, behind the keyboard, uh, and actually just try and do it all digitally. That's what I used to do in the past, mm-hmm. even up to a couple of years ago. But just getting out to conferences, like you were talking about podcast movement, that type of thing. There was a UK pod here last year, made such a difference to to my podcasting, my business. Uh, actually getting to know these people and making networks of folks that you've actually met in person. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes such a difference. It's so much fun too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love the in-person <laughs> stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So those, you know, to me, those are the three things that I think podcasters need to, I mean, if you're looking at strategizing, how do you want to monetize, get your content, right? Get your presentation, right? Get your relationships down. Um, Get those things ideally mastered, but at least get them right. And the rest of it, it will start falling in. I mean, yeah, you've got to have strategies. You've got to get out there and and let people know you exist. And you do have to have the monetization strategies. Um, There's another thing too. There, there's that first and or best factor when it comes to your topic and niche. You know, if you're the first to do it, obviously mm-hmm. you don't have any competition, but trying to be the best in your topic and niche is actually a really good idea. 
you do see a lot of people who start copying a successful podcaster. You know, hey, this person did it with this topic, so I'm going to go do it too. And that usually does not lead to success, unfortunately. <laughs> and so not tr- not trying to discourage anyone from going away from a certain topic, but, you know, just try to be unique, you know, because the, the successful podcasters that I've interviewed and that I've, I've researched and done case studies on, they've set themselves and their podcasts apart. They're unique. They're being themselves. They're being the best them and they're the best in their niche. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, that's what I've seen. And then, you know, another thing too, and, and I should ask you this too, I'm curious to know, but what kind of strengths do you have as far as how you want to monetize? Like, are you a teacher? Are you a coach? Are you a thought leader, a performer, a creator? Do you build things with your hands? You know, do you create art? Mm-hmm. Um, these are all monetization strategies, but what are you? And, and I'm curious, Colin, what, like, what are you, what's your best business model? My well, the very first thing you said there actually, I'm a teacher, so I come nice. from a, an education background. I have got a doc, well, I'm just about to finish a doctorate in online education, so that's kind of my nice. strength is around how to teach online. Cool. Uh, so I can make quite good, I can make really good courses uh, yeah. that people can take online, make them engaging. You know, there's a lot of really bad online courses out there that are just really dull and mm-hmm. not very effective. So that's that's my strength is how to make them, and I, I think that's why my podcast has ended up the format it is as well. Mm-hmm. The fact that I do these seasons, which are uh, start to end courses that people can take part in. That's, that's kind of what um, pushed me away from just doing a big mix of episodes like most podcasts are because yeah. I, I kind of, the way I think is uh, learning aims and objectives and stuff like that. And that means I have to do something that's five or 10 episodes long to achieve that. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, cool. that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. So would you say though, that if, if you're not a teacher, would you dissuade people then from putting together courses and stuff like you're doing because you know, you can do it. Whereas you're saying there are bad courses out there. Do you think it's there simply are, because people just aren't teachers? There are certainly bad courses out there, but I don't think it's because they are bad teachers. I think it's because they haven't researched it. It's uh-huh. not hard to learn. Sure. I mean, the stuff, the techniques that I use, the te- the stuff that I've discovered over the last few years, it's really not very difficult. Sure. <laughs> and actually I've published a lot of it as well. So it's, it's all stuff that's easy to learn, easy to do. Yeah. So all I would say to potential teachers is to actually look into the approaches to use, like do it well. Nice. Well, so do you think that, that certain people have definitely the teaching strength versus others? Uh, that's a difficult one, isn't it? I, I don't <laughs> actually believe that anyone, I, I'm, I'm a, a nurture guy as opposed to a nature guy. I don't mm-hmm. think anything's built into anyone. I think anyone can learn anything. Oh, okay. I suppose that comes from my teaching approach as well. Sure. Uh, so I think it just it's just down to practice. Everything, everything in the world, every skill in the world is down to practice. Yeah. Uh, so I think that anyone could learn to teach really well. But it is, it's definitely a very learned skill. It's not something yeah. that if somebody is just good at something, they can teach it automatically. That's just completely untrue. It's something that has to be learned. It has to be researched. It has to be developed over time, I think. Sure. Well, and, and, and also that there are some natural propensities, uh, you know, whether it's easier to learn something or not, you know, harder to learn, but yeah, yes, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, do you know, there's a great example, so we're going off topic a little bit here, but there's, no, a, there's a great example yeah. uh, where um, a, a podcast I've just helped launch um, by a lady called Julie Christie. Uh, it's called Tea Break Tog and she's a photographer and she uh, is doing a similar type of format to me. So, so this is related to profit, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to monetizing podcasts. She is doing a series um a format. So she's doing lessons around how to, how to do photography. So the first one is around aperture, second one's around focus, third one's around lenses, that type of stuff. And her podcast is turning out to be absolutely brilliant simply because, uh, well, not simply because, but one of the reasons I think because is that she is a teacher as well. She's a primary school teacher by trade and she just explains stuff so well, so simply. And I think that is one of the things that comes mm. with practice through podcasting a lot is she's developed it through actually teaching children. But if you start to run a podcast as a, as a set of lessons or as a, you're the teacher, you develop the skill of articulating complicated ideas of, of teaching things that are really difficult, but yeah. explaining them in a really simple way. And I think that's the key yeah. to, to creating a good audio course, certainly, which filters into creating good video courses and even writing them as well. If you can explain complicated things simply, mm-hmm. you're doing great. That's awesome. No, I, I'm really glad that you, you know, went into this more because, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a listener to your show, I would be interested as well, because I think part of, part of what we're trying to figure out, you know, in monetization is, well, what's the best business model for me to take my podcast into? 
And, yeah. you know, should yeah. I be a teacher or should I do some one-on-one coaching or group coaching or, you know, should I go create products instead? Or, you know, I think there's all kinds of different things out there. And some people don't want to teach at all. They want to take a podcast, yeah. you know, like AeroSquad, you know, we talk about TV. And so for us to teach something doesn't really make any sense. So we've got to find a way to monetize that does not involve doing courses and other things like that. And so we're looking into ways like sponsorships or, uh, you know, basically creating content and getting, finding a way to get paid to do it. And and so it, it's very different, but I think the commonality is to teach something or create courses. Yeah. I think it's the one, the one that people always end up in, isn't it? Just by default, they, they yeah. create an ebook, which uh, they sell <laughs> to their listeners. And then, yeah. and then that leads to a course or a similar, but, yeah, which is yeah, good, no, right. but I don't yeah, know if it's absolutely. for everyone. No, definitely not. Yeah, I think you've you've segued nicely into the uh, where we're going to cover in the second half of this nice. podcast uh, the monetization strategies that exist, isn't it? The ones that work today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so. You've covered so far. Teaching is one of probably the standard for a lot of podcasts because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of podcasts out there are trying to get a topic across. They're trying to teach whether it's photography or whether it's podcasting, but. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It doesn't work for them all, uh, like Arrow Squad, for example. So sponsorship, you mentioned as well. Sponsorship, do you think, uh, is that, would that be a later stra- a later monetization strategy? Because that maybe depends more on numbers or what do you think about sponsorship in terms of times? Yeah, um, sponsorships is very interesting right now. And this is something that I'm actually trying to, as, <laughs> as best as possible, I'm trying to champion some leadership in this area. Um, you know, coming from radio, sponsorships for radio is very different. Uh, you know, you've got this thing called um, basically CPM, right? The CPM model, cost per meal, or uh, sure. in this case, cost per thousand listeners. Yeah. And so the the thing that radio like to do is that they would say, you know, our radio tower has a geographical reach of, let's say, 60,000 potential listeners based on the latest census, you know, in our area. So we're going to go and we're going to say, we've got 60,000, let's just say men aged 18 to 34 that could potentially listen to our radio station. Now, of course, not all 60,000 men are going to listen, but that's the number that they give to these companies. And so then these companies are going to say, okay, well now break it down into, if we were to advertise during the morning show from six to 10 a.m., and let's say we advertise at the 7 a.m. hour, you know, what are the potential numbers there? So the the thing is, is radio is very theoretical because we don't know for sure who's listening to the radio station at that exact time because it's an analog signal. There's yeah. no way to track it. So it's a very inflated number. And so um, the, the problem with, with basically using that is with podcasting, we have an exact number. You know, we know how many actual downloads we have to that episode. Now, what we don't know is how many listeners listened five seconds or for the entire show. We don't know that. So there is the potential that if you have 60,000 listeners to your podcast episode, maybe only 30,000 of them made it through the entire episode. I mean, who knows? So this is kind of a gray area. And I think this is what's hard is that um, right now companies have this thing in mind that you need to have 20,000 minimum listeners per episode before they even consider you. Which is crazy. Absolutely crazy. (laughs) You know, because most podcasts, I think less than one to three percent of podcasts in the entire world have more than twenty thousand listeners per episode. So (laughs) this is just insane. And and that companies even think that this is a viable model is it's ludicrous, right? So what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to go to these companies and I'm trying because I've had some some conversations now with these companies and I'm asking them questions and I say, What about value? You know, like if, if you are, let's just say I'm going to throw out audible. I did not talk to audible, but I'm going to throw them out. And that's okay. why I'm throwing them out. Cause I haven't talked to them. Um, sure. let's say, you know, audible is a great company and you know, they're, they're sponsoring a lot of podcasts right now. They're a book company. So let's say that you have, I mean, a bookstore that puts together, I don't know why you'd have a bookstore that would want audible, but you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. the idea <laughs> is, is that if it's a relevant podcast where the listeners coming to their podcast, it's like. Audible is the perfect solution, you know? Well, let's say they've only got maybe 500 listeners or maybe a thousand. Is that even valuable to Audible? Or are they still, you know, stuck on 20,000 listeners per episode, yeah. for example? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like I said, have not having not talked to Audible, I don't know if this is, you know, where they're at or not. But one thing I talked about recently um, on ProfitCast was that 
which is more important is a, is, you know, 5 million listeners that are not engaged. Is that more important to a company or 20,000 listeners that are engaged, you know, or let's even take it smaller, a thousand engaged listeners versus 10,000 non-engaged. What's more yeah. important. And so truthfully right now, sponsorships are not a viable option for small podcasts. Not really. I mean, you might be able to find a small company that would be willing to take a chance on you. Um, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, to change this whole idea, have companies look at podcasts and say there's value in 500 listeners versus you have to have 20,000. Additionally, though, I think, you know, what I would suggest to podcasters who are, are looking at sponsorships, go to small companies first. Not, you know, don't try to go to Ford and all those crazy companies, you know, go to, go to the small companies, local companies say, you know, here's what I have. Here's my topic. This topic that I have resonates with what you're selling. And I think it's going to bring value to your company and to my listeners. Let's find a way to work this out. And yeah. I personally do not believe in the CPM model simply because it was created for radio. And since we're different than radio, we need to create our own model. And that may be coming down to a point where we say, I have 500 very engaged listeners and you know, maybe you charge just a flat amount per episode. And that's up to you. Um, because this is such a new territory in podcasting, that's why I gave you the long answer, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I would say it's not an immediate thing that people can get just because, you know, sponsor companies, and I get this companies want to see a return on their investment. It's that simple. So yeah, if they're going to invest in you, they need to see sales and however that works, make it happen for them. Treat them with respect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah. It's, it's just a lack of knowledge about the format, isn't it? It's, it's it really companies is. thinking that it's the same as TV where adverts come on yeah. and nobody really pays attention. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, and it's a lack of education with podcasters too. You know, they don't know any better either because no one, none of, no one's trained us. You know, yeah, we're all yeah. in this going, what do we do? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. it's a few of us that have to go figure it out and that's fine. We'll do the, yeah. we'll do the heavy lifting. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I think that leads quite nicely to uh, possibly the, the format that does work better for smaller podcasts, which I, th well, I'd like to hear your opinion on this as well. But to me, affiliate income is mm -hmm. possibly the next one down the tree. Um, and it works just in a very similar way as well, that you can go to a, a small company and um, say, okay, well, don't pay us a flat rate, but actually give us a, we'll do a referral link, which then we'll just take a percentage of sales. So actually you're losing nothing. We only take something on sales. Is that something you think or you found works better? Yeah. You know, I, I love affiliates. Um, one thing that I'm going to suggest based on my experience is that, uh, you know, you've, you've got Pat Flynn, mm -hmm. a smart passive income podcast. I love his affiliate examples. He's done a phenomenal job with it. I think the um, the mistake that I made personally, and I think a lot of a lot of podcasters make the same mistake, is you go, "Hey, Pat uses these companies. I'm going to go use those companies too." <laughs> sure. And I thought, "Oh yeah, no problem. They give out great payouts." Well, again, am I the like Bluehost? I'm an affiliate for Bluehost. Yeah. Am I the best affiliate with Bluehost? No, Pat is. So why would I be? The, you know, why would I want to count on that? You know, even though I like Bluehost, right? So I'm going to step back and I'm going to say, "Let me go look for some companies that." Maybe nobody else, just like you said, maybe nobody else is, is using. It's a small company and I'm going to work something out with them, but it has to resonate with my topic and with my listeners. And I think that's the biggest mistake most podcasters make is they go out and they get all these affiliates and they have nothing to do with what they're talking about. Um, so find companies that relate well with your, with your podcast, with your listeners. And then, and this is something that Pat did really right. And I'm going to be doing this as well soon. He created a very simple five-minute video on, it's a free video, how to set up your WordPress in four minutes or less using the Bluehost one-click option thing. And because it was a free video, that's how he made so much money with that. And I know another guy that did this as well using SmugMug. He created an amazing tutorial for SmugMug uh, for photography. Mm -hmm, and sure. basically showed everybody how to use it and how to get all of their pictures up onto a beautiful website quickly it was a free training video but it had an affiliate link and the yeah. guy is making five figures a month doing that so yeah, yeah. to me i look at it as a little instructional video um, however long it needs to be to teach somebody how to do something using this awesome company's product or service and then put your affiliate there and let people know that it, there's an affiliate link and that's how i see it working and i don't i don't think it matters how many listeners you have at all you could have 10 listeners 
And as long as you're creating value for somebody, ideally you'd make something. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, I think I mean, that's, that's awesome. what it comes. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? It's you giving them something that they are they trust you, they or even they want you to um, to make something out of it. I, I've heard many stories about. In fact, it's happened to me a couple of times where somebody says, "Oh, I really enjoyed that episode. You talked about that mm-hmm. microphone or that mixer or whatever. Um, where would you buy it?" Do you think? Uh, and make yeah. sure you, if you send me a link, make sure it's an affiliate link. I want to give you a wee thanks for giving me the info. Yeah. So it just creates that sort of thank you in people, doesn't it? Yeah. That they're willing to, more than willing to, to give you something back. It's so neat. And you know what's so cool about it too is it doesn't cost the person any more yeah. on their end. Literally, it's just like it's the same price one way or the other. Yeah. It's just that you get a, a cut of that profit. It's so cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone that you, you said there a minute ago as well, which I think really is is really important, uh, is the whole um, relevancy to your topic as yeah. well. Because I think a lot of people do that wrongly. Um, and an example of that, I think actually interesting that you brought him up first, is Pat. Now, yeah. I really like his stuff. I would never knock what he's done um, <laughs> or his success or anything. I really enjoy everything, nearly everything that he does. But recently I noticed that he started using uh, Tom's razors as an affiliate mm. Um, mm. deal or whatever it was they've obviously offered him an affiliate deal and he's now advertising them on his podcast mm-hmm. and I thought that was strange because he's always done everything that he's done in the past has been really relevant it's been related to videos it's been related to tutorials like you're saying and it's always been quite trust-based but now he's branching out and looking at other products which makes it much more obvious that it is a paid deal I mm-hmm. think which hmm. starts to, I'm not sure whether it would start to erode that trust or not, but I just thought that was interesting that that was something that came up recently. That's a good point. And I, I haven't actually seen that, so I'm not sure what that is, but um, you know, okay. So, so one thing I do know about Pat and, and I'm, you know, let's pick on him for a minute, <laughs> I like Pat. but but one thing is, um, you know, he's into fashion and I think he kind of learned the hard way how to dress. You know, when he okay. gets to these conferences and he's like, man, I look like a slob, you know, compared to these people. And I remember him talking sure. about this a little bit. And so he actually hired somebody to kind of get him some tailored clothing and clothing that fits him and, you know, looks nice and professional. Sure. Yeah. So I know he's talked about that before. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe that's kind of branching out into that side of him, like, you know, look professional, look your best, but look yourself. I don't know. I mean, I'm, this is just yeah. me totally hypothesizing here, but well, it's possibly. a thought, he- but... Yeah, he did, he did say at the start, but he said, I know this is really left field, yeah. uh, but I'm just going to talk about razors for a second. Uh, it was just, I just found it a little bit funny. But yeah, I mean, he's he's a great guy. The content he puts out is brilliant. So I sure, yeah, sure. can't really knock him, but I just thought that was interesting. Well, you know, I think we could be doing that, you know, where it's like, hey, you know, I'm talking about pot podcasting and, and profiting and all that, but I'm a nerd, right? And I enjoy talking about Arrow and superhero stuff. And, oh, indeed. You know, I'm wondering <laughs> if there's like a way to say, hey... But, you know, here's the thing, though. Like, I know I've got some nerds that listen to ProfitCast and, and people that love superhero stuff. But yeah. at the same time, if I'm promoting superhero stuff all the time on ProfitCast, there's going to be some people going, what? <laughs> what does yeah. this have to yeah. do with ProfitCast? So, Absolutely. yeah, you're right. There is a fine line there. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, so that's affiliate income. So yeah. find something relevant, uh, even if it means uh, going away from the standard Amazon route and finding a small company that mm-hmm. does something related to your listeners. If you can be the only affiliate for a company, that's even better, isn't yeah. it? Like you're saying, that's, yeah. that's the unique approach. Yeah. Uh, and then you don't even have any competition. So yeah, excellent. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Okay, we're we're getting on a bit in time now, so I want to tie it up in a little while. But is there any other, maybe uh, one other um, top monetization strategy you want to cover just before we tie up? You know, I'll do a. Um, what I'll do is I'll briefly mention a few, and then we can talk about one. Um, Go for it. But there's you know there's premium content, which is basically having paid content that you create in addition to your podcast, and that's something that could be you know a monthly cost for someone. Um, there's, you know, products and services, you and I talked about this, you know, with the teaching model where sure. you're creating videos of some kind, you know, or, or, or eBooks or audio trainings, that kind of thing. Um, yep. then there's just, you know, if you wanted to do one-on-one coaching, for example, you could coach somebody on a topic that you just happen to know more about. Um, or then there's the group coaching model. Um, there's selling other products. Uh, I had a guy on uh, one of my episodes on ProfitCast that is really, really good on doing drop shipping and selling products for someone else. There's Amazon buying and selling stuff. You know, there's stuff out there like that that might relate to your podcast. Um, And then the other one, well, actually, there's there's two more I'll mention really quick. But uh, one is like, for example, if you're an expert in a field, 
that is a topic that you love to talk about, you could go and sell your services, your podcasting services to companies or uh, Jason Bryant was on uh, ProfitCast as well a few episodes back where he's an expert in wrestling. He goes around to different colleges and says, I will do a podcast for your wrestling you know, team for your school. And I already know all this stuff. Let me do it. You don't have to do it. All you got to do is pay me to do it. And I thought that was a fascinating model because, hey, you're going in, you're getting paid to do podcasts for other people. But the thing that he says is that you really do need to know your stuff. If you're going to talk about this and, and sell your reputation and yourself to someone, to a company, they need to know that you know what you're talking about. So it doesn't work for everybody, but it is a fascinating model. And then the last one is that Patreon crowdfunding, um, or if you're a 501c3, the donation model, you know, where, where people can basically say, hey, I love what you're doing, and I'm going to you know, give you $25 a month to say thank you. And then that patron, uh, if you're using Patreon or whatever, gets something in return. They get a reward of some kind, and then you create milestones. Basically, if we reach a thousand a month coming in, we're going to add a second show or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So yeah. that's a viable model, I think, for quite a few podcasters because it's gaining popularity. If you have content people like, if you've got a loyal loyal listener community, you know that's that's something where people can jump in and, and help you out and and you know be a part of it. It works really well for some, and it may not for others. I mean, that's again, I think every model here that I look at, you got to find what makes the most sense for you and your listeners and your topic. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Which one was it you were most interested in? You said you wanted to talk about one. Would that be Patreon by any chance? Well, yeah, and that's kind of the one I went into. (laughs) And then uh, I actually decided that, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Okay, (laughs) great. No, that's great. Patreon's an interesting one. And I I know that you're experimenting with that. I know we talked about that by email. Mm -hmm. It's... um, I've, I've met a few people who are trying it out and some people mm-hmm. who are having a bit of success with it. Mm-hmm. That seems to me to be a great example of what you were talking about earlier about having really engaged listeners. So even yeah. if you've got just a hundred engaged listeners, if you get like two, three dollars out of each one, if they're all really big fans of you, they're willing to just throw you a few dollars. Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty big earning per episode, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's neat. I, I like it just because if you don't have something to sell, you know, this is really an option for people to give back if they want. Yeah. But it's not strictly a donation. That's what's cool too. Um, Not everyone's going to do it though. And that's yeah, fine. definitely. Aye. The whole donations thing, I, I I know that's worked in the past for some people, but it does, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, there's a, it doesn't have the best connotations around it, does it sometimes? No, not it's anymore. Just, yeah. So it's nice that Patreon's here that lets that, that um, model yeah. work with it without the same stigma around, it, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's important that, you know, people don't beg for it. You know, if you're going to yeah. start a Patreon campaign, I, I think it's it's good to do your research and know what you're getting into and know, you know, study the people that are successful, find out why. Um, that's something I've been doing as well. And and I think, you know, some people will beg for the money, and obviously that turns listeners off. We don't want to hear negative stuff. We want to hear positive stuff. Um, but again, it's like, you know, listeners, many times listeners are going to give to you because they value you and they love what you're doing. Yeah, a lot yeah. of times they don't necessarily care about the rewards. I mean, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, cool, I get a shirt or something like that. But you know, that's not the, that's not why they do it. They want yeah, to see sure. it grow and they want to see the community grow and they want to see things happen. Um, but again, not everyone's willing to do it. And and this is one of those things where having the power of numbers is good because you know you got a hundred people giving a dollar a month. That's a hundred dollars a month, right? And so you don't have to have one person pony up fifty to a hundred dollars a month if they can't afford that. So that's the beauty of the numbers thing. Great. That's yeah. I, I keep meaning to try it. Um, and it'd be great to keep up with you as you're, as you're trying it a bit more and seeing the different award types and what type of thing works for it. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting one for us. Yeah. It is. And you know, it's still fairly new too. So, you know, we don't know exactly yeah. uh, how it's necessarily going to work all the time. You yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I've even been toying with the idea of um, a Kickstarter for courses. Mm, so yeah. around uh, podcasting courses, which could be kickstarted or podcasting products, which could be, could be kickstarted. Just because I really, I really like the kickstart model and the way that it builds a community at the same time as promoting your product mm. and validating the product as well. So it's true. It's, uh, I suppose that's one worth just mentioning at the end there. It's not really been tried totally. much for podcasting, I think. Although, um, the 99% Invisible podcast has used it, hasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. They, 
they they did a really good kickstart which kickstarter sorry which um raised funds for their entire series i think they do one for each series and they've had a really good success with that um but then if you look at their promotional video it's amazingly produced it's it's just uh, it's a work of art almost yeah <laughs> probably uh, justifiably yeah. coming from an architect um <laughs> but uh, yeah so i'm not sure how well that would translate to others but definitely worth a look yeah, you know, and I think the thing that is probably an art that's hard to master is asking for money because <laughs> you do get to a point where it's like, okay, here are all the things we want to do, but then it comes down to how do you ask for money in a way that people want to open up their wallets versus upsetting them, you know, because you yes. begged them and, oh man, that's that's tough. <laughs> that's an art that I know is very tough, so yeah. Yeah, it's something very few people like doing. <laughs> yeah, but it's necessary. Yeah, so definitely. yeah, master Absolutely. that if you can. <laughs> <laughs> excellent yeah okay brian that's been a really good coverage i think of uh sort of bases all the bases of monetization uh so thanks very much for giving us the time oh my pleasure hopefully you got what you needed that's the main i thing. have absolutely good. definitely good. <laughs> um so just to finish up can you tell us where uh what are you up to just now where would you like people to check you out online Sure. Well, if you want to check out ProfitCast, um, that is the show that, uh, like we were talking about earlier, we're, we're, I'm the guinea pig. I'm going out and I'm trying to figure out what it takes to profit with your podcast, you know, with the monetization and also beyond the monetization. And uh, love, love saying it as it is. Let's put it that way. I, I try to bring out as much of the truth as I know to bring out. <laughs> uh, don't hold anything back on that. Uh, but it's ProfitCastUniverse.com. All the information's there podcast is there and uh, yeah i'm actually doing some experimentation with the email list too where i'm going to be giving away some stuff through that um which is something i didn't talk about we probably should have talked about that that an email list is an essential tool for monetization uh, if, if you really want to do that so uh go ahead and sign up for that though I, I do give stuff on in there and that's fun stuff and try to keep everybody up to date on what's going on um and then arrow squad if you are a fan of the tv show arrow then that's over at arrowsquad.com brilliant I'd thoroughly recommend checking out ProfitCast anyway because it's uh, it's a show, it's one of the podcasting shows that actually has a, a real focus. It's not just wide ranging around anything around podcasting, but it has a real focus on the, that uh, profiting from your podcast. So definitely worth a listen. Nice. And of course, you've been a, a great presenter helps as well, Brian. Well, thanks, Colin. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks again for the time. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Colin now, though. So how, how much longer? Well, uh, hopefully with any luck within about two months. Ooh, great. I <laughs> mean, the, the, the Viva stands between me and them. So uh, I understand <laughs> the, the, the podcast name though, you know, the doctor or something, you know, we're, we're yeah, have some fun with this one. yeah, the podcast <laughs> surgery, Dr. Paul, Ooh, something like that. Yeah. The podcast surgeon. <laughs> yes. I'm liking this dissecting podcasts. <laughs> Love oh, it. Nice. I like yeah. oh, that. That just happened. Didn't it? That's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's those moments you treasure. So <laughs> well, thank you, Colin. I appreciate it, man. Okay. It's good to be on. Thank no you. Worries. Thanks again, Brian. <laughs> if you want more of everything podcasting, from equipment guides to podcasting courses, head over to thepodcasthost.com. And don't forget to give us some feedback. Leave a comment at podcraft.net or send Colin a tweet at the podcast host. Thanks for listening. 